Hey there, welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. I am Benjamin Light. And I am Marcus Sparks. And today we're talking about S3E11, Single Fright Female. Good title. Getting close to the end of Season 3A, Pretty Little Liars here. Uh, this title, obviously a reference, a single white female. Was, was that uh, Bridget Fonda? That was an erotic thriller starring Bridget Fonda. Mm-hmm. And um, much like PLL is an erotic who's the thriller. other one? Uh, Ali Sheedy? I'm no, that wasn't Ali Sheedy. Jennifer Jason Lee? Jennifer Jason Lee, that's right, yeah. It's always Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, that one's about like a woman who's like a roommate basically like tries to become the other one. Not exactly relates to this episode, but uh, the DNA is definitely there for elsewhere in PLL, mm-hmm. but oh, yeah, <laughs> not, not necessarily in this. In this episode. Yeah. This episode was written by Oliver Goldstick, and I believe actually Mike Goldsmith was the other writer on it. It's just that the PLL wiki is not very good. Mm. Uh, and directed by a guy named Ron Lagamarsino. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Anyway, this is a fun episode. Yeah, it's just, uh, this is a packed episode. We were just talking about how our notes are getting longer and longer. Yeah, indeed. Hey, one thing, and I don't know if I should bring this up or not. Maybe it's spoilery. Do you want to talk about like the hashtags that air during PLL at all? Sure. What was the hashtag for this one? Well, there's the see. I never watch a show live like ever. I always watch it like later on, like right. download it on the internet, um, and or on Netflix when I first watch a show, but. If you watch a show live, I guess like between commercial breaks, they'll like put like a hashtag on screen. Right. And there's kind of the examples that I could give you are from more current episodes. Yeah, that, so I that's can't fine. Say them. But the the hashtag is something related to what's happening in the episode. Yeah. However, apparently for like much of three A, they kept on putting this betrayal with a capital A hashtag up hmm. because. It was it was like known if you were watching and following the show at the time and seeing these hashtags that there was going to be some sort of major betrayal of the liars, mm-hmm. and so you were supposed to. So like, it seems like a lot of the like the side and tertiary characters have like done something kind of shady in the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. Like that was why they're just kind of like building up the suspense. Like who's going to be the one to betray the liars? Mm. So think about that during this episode. Is that? actually anywhere on the wiki now that i look at the wiki it may be somewhere on there not not on this uh, episode page i don't think but i'm, I'm sure it's somewhere okay on the wiki. i was gonna say i've it would always be great if when you looked at the wiki if they told you the hashtag for this particular episode was blah 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 betrayal well, it's, it's a weird thing because if you're like me and you watch a show on netflix you would have never known that right right anyway to begin we open with Hannah in her room. She's with Spencer trying on outfits that will hide her leg bandage. This is the morning before skirt or before school. Sorry, she has on a skirt, and like that leg bandage definitely shows. Yeah, it's like Hannah's, a short black skirt. And... All of her skirts are too short, is what she's basically saying. Mm-hmm. And Spencer's like, "Why don't you just wait till your mom, till your mom goes to work, so you won't have to like you know sneak around." And Hannah goes and puts on this, like, totally hideous skirt that she wore playing a peasant in Mamma Mia in the eighth grade. Well, she seems to imply that, like, she wants to take the bandage off to go to school because the wound needs to breathe, so it won't get an infection. But, yeah, she puts on this, like, hideous fucking gypsy skirt. Um, 
I like how she's not concerned at all, outfit-wise, about her like black bra showing right through that sheer pink top that she has on. I don't think you're going to even notice Hannah's boobs because of this disgusting fucking, mm-hmm. you know, wretched skirt that she's wearing. Yeah. Yeah. So Hannah's phone rings as they're talking, and Spencer picks it up and just has some amazing bitch face as she kind of looks and sees that it's Ren. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, she, like, hands it to Hannah, and she's just like, it's Ren. Well, can I just say, here's your fucking hashtag for this episode, bitch face with a capital A. That would be like every episode. There's so much bitch face in this episode mm-hmm. alone. Yeah, so Hannah hits the ignore button, and Spencer's just like, okay, we're going to talk about that. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And I like how she's like, I know that he can be persuasive, okay? The dimples, the accent. You're not the first girl to fall for Downton Grabby. Hello, I've been there. So many LOLs. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's just like, ugh, I'm not there. But I so, just like that they, they finally had, like, somebody mention, like, by the way, Ren is, like, totally, like, you know, like, pervy, like, please. going after everyone, you know? Well, so, but the way Spencer frames that initially, though, is she's just like, look, I know that A has made things hard for you and Caleb, you know, you're dating, like, on the down low or whatever. But Spencer's, like, basically implying, like, is this your piece on the side? Mm-hmm. Is my cast off your piece on the side? And Hannah's just like, that's gross. That's so gross, yeah. Not the first girl to fall for Downton Gravy. Downton Gravy. It's a perfect nickname for Red. That's, there's another hashtag, Downton Gravy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Ashley has not left. We, we find Hannah ugging some more because the doorbell <laughs> rings. <laughs> like, Hannah's just like, uh, is she ever going to leave? Yeah. But yeah, at the door, it's Pastor Ted. How much wah, do you feel wah. like... The, this is like the morning in the Marin household. It's like Ashley and Hannah, like maybe they both want to like skip work or school and they're just mm-hmm. waiting for the other to leave so yeah. they can crack open the wine. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking Pastor Ted who's dressed like a construction worker. Did you notice it's like Ashley opens the door maybe like two feet or something is kind of just like standing in the doorway and he just like slides right in. Like, I don't think she was really asking you to come in, Pastor Ted, but he, he like, totally, like, has to, like, kind of slide his body to the side to, like, fit in the small space that's open. Number one, like, I feel like... Well, come on in, Pastor Ted. Fuck. Well, number, yeah, number one, I feel like Ashley has perfected that just opening the door so much because a lot of sleazy dudes have mm-hmm. probably darkened the Marin, you know, door. Oh, yeah. And secondly, I feel like Pastor Ted's the kind of guy who's, like, learned all of the ways to sidle into a woman's house. But yeah, he he seems like a sidling pro. But I gotta say, like he, I have questions about their relationship here, and I don't like it. Um, yeah, he's he's come up with something that he he wants to talk to her before he goes to the police, and she's like, "What? Mm-hmm. Huh? Uh, contractor's been doing some renovating at the church, and they found a flash drive like behind one of the pews, and there's this cool shot of uh, it's like." Hannah and Spencer, just like their legs as they're coming down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as Ted says flash drive, like they like freeze and stop and like kind of like Hannah like throws her arm out. Uh, you never see their faces. Like so it's, it's all a reaction and body language. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like there, there would be a great like pop up video version of PLO or just like remember that scary fucking church, the only church in mm-hmm. town where like, Spencer should have, like, PTSD when Ian tried to murder her there. Yeah. Um, but Spencer also, you know, celebrated putting him in the ground there, so it evens out. What does it matter now that Ian Thomas is in the grave that Spencer's dad paid for? So Pastor Ted 
he plugged in the flashlight of his computer because he seems like the kind of creep who would do that. And he found out there's a bunch of videos, dot, dot, dot. Some feature Hannah. And he as the, he the first them, one he opened had Hannah in it. Well, as he watched them, he doesn't realize, he doesn't think that Hannah realizes that she's being filmed. Yeah, it was Hannah and her friends, and it, did, they, it didn't look like they knew they were being filmed. I wanted Pastor Ted to be like, so I watched about 30 more of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then zipped up. Yeah. Uh, and so the Hannah and Spencer are kind of like spying from the stairwell. And Ashley says that, you know, there was a bully targeting girls last year. And, um, you know, that that's probably just what this is. Meanwhile, Spencer's upstairs saying that uh, she threw that flash drive to distract Ian. And she, she thought that Ian took it. But apparently it's- not. Season one finale, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Hannah's freaking out now. Um, Hannah's very concerned about like Jenna thing here. She's like, you know, there's blackmail evidence against Jenna on those videos, and like, what happens if that gets out? Like, Jenna will like come after us. Well, it's important to point out that the prevailing current theory, as of right now, mm-hmm. is that Jenna and Noel Khan are the A team. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, as far as that goes, yeah. So Hannah is worried. That the Jenna thing will come after her. Not the other liars. Her. Her and her family. Um, so Ted leaves. First he asks Ashley if she's free for a late dinner. And he basically does this super cheesy like, you know, I want to end your day better than I started it. Mm-hmm. Ted, you were one cheesy motherfucker. Yeah, he is. And so I, I just wrote down my ass. What is going on here? Is Ashley just dating this putz? Or is he her boyfriend now? I mean, I guess he's her boyfriend. Ugh. I don't know. Well, no, it's, it's still. If he's asking if she's free for dinner, that st- feels like it's probably still like in a dating situation. Yeah, well, we should talk about the quote unquote future later. I yeah. just want to, for continuity of the podcast, I just want to do the uh, the wine voice. Ashley, you cheating on me? <laughs> um, yeah. So Ted leaves. Ashley's holding the flash drive, pondering for a minute. Ashley, like, uh, like Lord Layton and. Uh, 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 Hannah, <laughs> Ashley, Laura Benson. Layton, and Ashley Benson. Yeah. yeah, Ashley Benson. They both do these great like after somebody else has left a scene where they just kind of like they have ten seconds to kind of emote that they're <laughs> thinking about something. Yeah, she she ponders like, hmm. So there's a great shot where she like sets the flash drive on like the table there by the door next to her keys and she leaves the room mm-hmm. and, and then. then yeah, Hannah, Hannah and Spencer out. come in. Hannah grabs the flash drive and they try to sneak out, but then Ashley kind of like stops and catches them. It's like, what are you doing? And she's like, Hannah, what are you doing? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's it's just like a great cliffhanger for your opening sequence there. I don't know if I call that a cliffhanger. Well, it's a great it's a great tease. So we we come back from the credits and Hannah's being questioned by Ashley. Yeah, Spencer's gone. Hannah claims to not know about any of the, the videos on that flash drive. Right, but I think I think Ashley probably did the thing where she's just like, Spencer, get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ashley is guessing that maybe Mona took them and so Mona took the videos and so Hannah's like, Yeah, sure, you know, but she's in a different place now. We should just like trash it. Yeah. But Ashley's not gonna hand it over. She plans to watch them all first and, and then they'll talk. Well, Hannah actually says the words that Mona had a meltdown, but she's better now. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want to Better see like Mona in a, in, a, in a yeah she doesn't want to see Mona end up in a jail cell and she's like this may shock you but I am not Mona's biggest fan why not come on Ashley Marin sure Mona tortured your daughter but she's kind of awesome and she's kind of amazing at throwing together an ensemble um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so Ashley's going to watch these videos by the end of the day and then pass her judgment on what mm-hmm. shall be done. And then as they're walking out, she's like, come on, I'll drive you to school. Oh, and by the way, uh, you're going to need to explain to me why you're wearing your Mamma Mia costume. Hannah lets out a super sigh. <laughs> so, oh, by the way, we should mention, we're going to be doing this episode chronologically. Um, it's just too jumbled together to break it apart unless we like just did Arya separately, which would be... Arya would appreciate that, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, so next we're at Ezra's place, I believe. Ezra's trying to sleep in bed when Arya's like creeping on him from behind with like some flowers that she's like shoving in his face. Yeah, and a bouquet of flowers. Yeah, and she's like, "Happy birthday!" You know, he's just like, "Uh, like, give me a second, I'm tired." You know, a bouquet of flowers. Mm-hmm. That's this what you is... get your boyfriend, your teacher a... boyfriend. <laughs> A bouquet of flowers. He says he was up late, really late. And she's like, well, why? When we got off the phone last night, he said you were almost done with work. And he, he starts <laughs> That's to trail funny, off. are you? <laughs> he starts to trail off of like, yeah, I got sidetracked. That's like when he like, he got off the phone so he could like play Call of Duty or something. Yeah, right, right, right. Or, he's uh, got like a whole Xbox he's hiding somewhere. You know what, though? Like, I wish. I wish that the guy who just got a bouquet of flowers for his birthday secretly had like an Xbox or, or like PS3 addiction. But no, he seemingly spent all this time composing an email to Maggie that he did not and send. And then not sending, yeah. Yeah. He's Maggie worried that her life might have. Yeah. I think I always just like, her life might have spiraled out of control after I left. You know, like, well, obviously. With, guy, if you if you're not in it, Ezra. Well, Ezra suddenly has like the perfect ego to be dating on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> this is the power couple of like the uh, intelligentsia of Rosewood. Oh yeah, and Ezra, he's you know he's he's it was kind of stunned and shocked by what Arya told him that his mom said to her, and so now he's like he doesn't know what to think happened to Maggie. Yeah, and Arya's so like, don't pound on your birthday, you know, like you need to feel better. Call her later if you need to. Right. Well, and Ezra doesn't, you know, Arya suggests, like, calling him, but her. Ezra doesn't think it's fair to suddenly pop back in her life like that. Since he ruined it by leaving her life, mm-hmm. why Clearly. would he ruin it further by returning? Um, and then he actually says that he's, well, I mean, it doesn't really say that, but, like, Ezra's clearly got a, a lot going on beneath the surface. And I <laughs> literally LOL. You're saying like Ezra that. has multitudes? I literally LOL as I type that. And I don't know how to describe Arya's face in that scene. It's, when you freeze frame it, it's bitch face. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's not really bitch face. It's more, um, I think it's a fear. Could it be fearful pensive bitch face? Is that yeah. a thing? Sure, sure, sure. Does, does that all get shuffled into resting bitch Spe- face? Speaking of bitch face, yeah. it's very tense at the brew right now as Paige is having breakfast with Emily. Yeah, Paige. Paige is just like, I am waiting and silently judging you, and you better fucking come clean soon. Paige is that, oh, but that's, okay, so, like, she has something now. But I think in general, Paige is that girlfriend who just stares at her significant other. Yeah, she probably, like, she's the kind of girl that would, like, watch you while you're watching the TV ex- show. Exactly. She doesn't care about the TV shows. She cares about your face during this TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're super awkward. Paige is watching Emily. So, but, but the reason they're awkward, and you forgot, um, Emily kissed Nate at the end of the last episode, and, like, Paige saw it and stormed off and knocked over a bunch of trash cans. She's got something now. Yeah, so Emily finally yeah. says... You know, uh, her her guilty ass finally comes clean that, you know, yeah. when she was comforting Nate the other night, things got a little intense. And they kissed. And 
And Emily is just kind of like confused by this. And Paige is like, no, I don't think you're confused. I think you miss Maya and so does he. And the emotions just got mixed up. Well, the, the wording is hilarious, though. Like, as Emily's trying to describe this, mm-hmm. she says, I'm just as confused by it as you are. And Paige is like, I'm not confused. Yeah. <laughs> and Paige says, maybe those lines are just a little blurry right now. Yeah. It's, like a, Robin, between... it's like a Robin fucking thick song. Yeah. Um, they're talking about, they're, Paige talks about how they both love the same woman. And that's why this happened. And it's like, uh, they're letting us believe that Nate is Maya's cousin. And that's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. A little gross, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so then we're at school with Spencer and Arya. Yeah, Spencer's filling in on filling Arya in on the whole flash drive business. Uh, Arya is wearing a red and blue like flower print dress mm-hmm. with some huge ass earrings and this enormous fucking ring on her middle finger. I mean, that thing was like the size of like an elongated silver dollar. Yes. I wonder. How many people even know what a silver dollar looks like now? Probably very few. Probably or very few. what a two dollar bill looks like. Eisenhower is on it. Hmm. So yeah, Spencer is talking about how freaked out Hannah is. Yeah, she's like Hannah's freaking out, thinking that Jenna thing's gonna come after her. Arya is like flipping through like a stack of papers. She is clearly <laughs> not giving a shit because this is not about her. Yeah, and she's like, I thought we were backing off on the whole Nolan Jenna were eighteen thing. And Spencer kind of picks up that Arya doesn't Kara is not paying attention and she points this out and Arya is immediately like funny you should say that let me tell you about my Ezra drama yeah yeah how she's figuring I figure out how do you say happy birthday without the happy because Ezra doesn't feel like celebrating I like how Spencer says why is he still thinking about his high school girlfriend and I just wrote down which one yeah. <laughs> well Arya's response is probably because I pushed him to it mm, taking the blame Arya Taking the blame for your boyfriend's emotions. That's not um, healthy. The way she says it, though, I feel like it's its partially like her guilt, but it's also like her pride. Yeah. I pushed him to this. I made this. Yeah. I did this to you. Arya yeah. muses about getting in touch with Maggie herself. And Spencer tells her this is not only a terrible idea, but none of her business. <laughs> well, no, it's great because Arya says, I just wish there was a way I could get in touch with her. And Spencer's like, that is a terrible idea. And Arya, she does that thing where she goes, no, 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 and like starts to raise yeah. her hand up. And Spencer's like, that is such a terrible idea. Stay out of it. It's none of your business. And Arya is just like, fuck you. It's my relationship. I want her to like scream it in Bane voice or something at her you know what i mean mm-hmm. like she turns into a monster for a second there but yeah spencer's face for just half a second is afraid of aria <laughs> well aria says that they they can't move forward until ezra does you know yeah, yeah. and then they look up and they spot cc drake she's in the hall as the bell is ringing and they're just like does she still go here like why the fuck is she here i wanted spencer to be like what there's a distraction thank god mm-hmm. um yeah so spencer's like what is she doing back in high school and aria's like it's like she never left. <laughs> Arya doesn't seem to be a fan of Cece. No. Arya bounces immediately and Spencer goes after Cece. I think Arya probably, like, she blames Cece for, like, that null con interaction in, in the con game. Quite, quite possibly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyone who challenges Arya's Aryaness, mm-hmm. yeah, you have to die. So Cece is outside posting a flyer on the school bulletin board and Spencer comes up to talk. CC needs help for a trunk show. Do you know what a trunk show is? I have no idea. 
I'm just Googling it right now. This podcast is called Bros Don't Know What the Fuck a Trunk Show Is. A trunk show is an event in which vendors present merchandise directly to store personnel or customers at a retail location. Right. In many cases, it allows pers- store personnel to preview and or purchase merchandise before it's available to the public. I I uh, I guess they call it this because the merchandise comes in trunks. I uh, I guess it's a popular bridal industry thing, and also sometimes involves stuff that's mostly sold online. Is another I way. I guess you could say that this is technically what's happening in this episode. Well, it's funny uh, they they talk about the trunk show the whole time in this episode. I don't think we ever actually see the trunk show. No, well, spoiler: if we do, you never see a single customer. Well, yeah, it's like theoretically there were customers that we never saw. Right. Confusing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um. Yeah. So Cece's putting up flyers for this fashion show. She's hoping to find some help at the school because hint, hint, hint. Her uh, her help flaked on her. Mm-hmm. And Spencer's like, huh? Oh shit, that's me. You're talking. About. Yeah. And Spencer apologizes uh, for spacing on this. That she'll be there and she will recruit all the other liars to help out. I'm just curious about why. <laughs> well, and CC is like, hey, while you're doing that, why don't, you, any, why don't you find any other rich friends you have and come because uh, CC needs some serious cash. And then CC looks over and she's like, basically, like, hold the fucking phone. Is that Emily and Paige walking arm in arm to school? And CC's like, is Emily into her? And Spencer's egg? like, yeah, why? And CC yeah. says, that is so messed up. Yeah. If Allison were alive to see her in pigskin. So, yeah, then Cece says that uh, Allison and that wench had it out for each yeah. other. Well, because Spencer's Spencer, like, who's pigskin? Well, Spencer, like, does that thing where, like, she flashback. Yeah, it's pigskin is Paige, and Paige and Allie had beef. Yeah. Flashback. Uh, the liars are clo- trying on some clothes with Allison. I think this is Spencer's room. I'm not sure. It's Spencer's room, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like how Spencer, she has this, like, top she just put on. It's, like, this magenta top. And she likes it. And Allie is basically like, you don't have the tits for that. Like, that that's what she's saying. She's oh, like, yeah. she's like, why don't you show, why don't you try something that shows off your legs instead? Yeah, the Hastings legs. Mm-hmm. The famous Hastings legs. Um, To just place it on the timeline. Arya's got her pink stripe. Pink streak, yep. Yeah, but and she's also... Has an very... insane purple sparkly top on with like exactly. long sleeves. Well, yeah. I think it's like a sparkly purple dress. I think it's like a full dress. Not a bad look. It's it's a normal I like, I like the hair. girl dress. She's got the hair up. Arya looks better with her hair up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so it's like Arya's kind of... I like because Arya's kind of the one who points out, hey, that top looks pretty good on you, Spencer. And then it's like Allison's like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You you would dare shower just, just praise like, upon Spencer? Give that top to me. You don't have the boobs for it. Why don't you try something on that shows off your legs? Yeah, so Spencer, like, sighs. She takes off the top. She hands it to Allison, who just, like, wraps the scarf she was wearing around Spencer's well, neck. It's, yeah, it's such an interesting thing. After Allie says, please, like, Spencer takes the shirt off. And then Allie kind of, like, puts a scarf around Spencer's neck. And there's, like, this, like, kind of brief moment of satisfaction for Spencer that at least, like, she got that from Allie, you know? Right. Right. Um, so, so Allie, Allison, yeah, Ellie Ellie takes her shirt off, and we can see on her back she's got this big ass bruise, like on her like shoulder blade. This is on par with that weird fucking bruise that Holden had last. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that Allison was into crazy like Krav Maga 
whatever. Like, are you sure? Floor. That would be awesome. Yeah. So they're like, hey, what the hell is that bruise? And see, uh, Allison says that she got it from pigskin in soccer. And who's pigskin? Just some bitch from PE. But no, some freakazoid. Yeah. And I like how Hannah says, is that the girl who threw that muffin at you? And Allie says, no, that's triple nipple. She's harmless. Yeah. Allison actually says that this pigskin character is psychotic. I like how after she says that triple nipple's harmless, there's all the liars just kind of like smirk a little. But yeah. then Allie says, pigskin is psychotic. Yeah. Interesting. Paige is psychotic. So Spencer asks, why is this person called pigskin? And Allison says, because she has all these weird bumps on her thighs. And she claims it's eczema, but uh, Allie's like, you need to stop poking yourself below the equator. And so Arya's like, wait, who the fuck is this person? And Allison's like, doesn't matter. Once I'm done with this no-neck bitch, she won't even exist. To which I really just kind of wrote, if only. Mm-hmm. And then Allie kind of checks herself out in the mirror with her Spencer's top on. She's just like, it's a winner. Yeah. You know? And then she turns around and says, sorry, Spence, and winks at her. And Spence is kind of like taking all this in, both like uh, like in this moment with like Allison's just stolen her like her fashion, her identity from her. But I feel like part of Spencer is just like Future Spencer. Did you get that? And well, then like the flashback ends, and Future Spencer is kind of wobbling there, like what? Also, I think all the liars are kind of sub quietly wondering to themselves, what does it mean to stop poking yourself below the equator? Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, really. Um. <laughs> But I wonder, I wonder at some point do a, like a study, like which of these characters, like Billy Pilgrims themselves into the past more mm-hmm. often. I really think it is Spencer. It's either Spencer or Emily. Arya doesn't, isn't really concerned. Yeah. Much. Spencer does have a lot of flashbacks. Yeah. Cause um, back in present day, CC's once again getting Spencer to agree to help with this trunk show. I feel like Spencer's just be like, yeah, I got it. I said I'd do it like five fucking times. What do you want, Cece? Well, no, Spencer is not on planet Earth for a moment here. Mm -hmm. She's just staring off into space. And I feel like Cece can clearly see that Spencer's flashbacking or whatever here. And it's just like saying whatever. And then, oh, by the way, there's no way I can unload these boxes myself. Guaranteed shipment today. Can you do it? And so she's like, huh? Uh, Sure. Whatever. Yeah. And then... CC kind of takes off and Spencer looks up and she spots Paige like across the the way there, like locking her bike up and they, their eyes lock and they kind of stare at each other. And Spencer just kind of gives her this narrow eyed look that kind of silently says, I got you now. Well, it's like show. wheels are turning in, in Hastings head there as yeah. Paige shit show McCullers is in her sights. <laughs> From now on. <laughs> That's what we're going to call her. It's like, keep writing pig pen in my notes for some reason for the pig skin. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we cut to Hannah in computer class. She's typing. And I swear to God, we get like her voiceover. She's typing. Yeah. Like, like it's Dookie Hauser typing in the it's, diary. It's kind of a weird decision. Like, they can't just show you the screen. We have to hear. But she's, she's chatting with Caleb. Caleb's also in the computer lab. And they're kind of like secretly talking to each other over it's, chat. It's, it's kind of a mystery of who she's talking to. Um. I feel like you're not supposed to initially assume it's Caleb because you don't see him until the very end. It's like kind of a no. Really they show reveal. him like a thirty seconds into the scene. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. It, it seems like it's kind of like a reveal towards the end of the scene, but yeah, it's it's they've never done this before in the show, but for somehow for Hannah and her precious love, mm-hmm. like we get we get our diaries, like they're like in a Jane Austen novel, like writing something to each other. But yeah, yeah. so. Basically, she says, you know, if this thing goes to the cops, we're both going to be running out of town. Should I steal it? 
Caleb says, well, I think we've both done, you know, enough stealing for one lifetime. She says, so what do I do then? And he's like, well, he's like take- panders to her. You need to take a breath. I can see that cute little vein above your eye twitching from here. And mm-hmm. that's when we cut over to Caleb and she smiles and he's, he's like, he then types, I'm finding it really hard not to come over there and kiss you. Mm-hmm. And then we get like a 20 minute scene where they have cyber sex. Unfortunately, no. And then Jenething walks up to Hannah and it's just like, your time's up. Other people need to use computer. And so Hannah she bails. Stares, she stares right at Hannah's IMs. Yeah. yeah. And Hannah bails and then like, Jenna sits down and Caleb and Jenna kind of like they see each other, you know, then they lock eyes for a moment. And Jenna proceeds to use a computer in like the most suspicious manner possible. <laughs> so then we cut from it, that. It is just still weird to see Jenna thing with her eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We cut from that to Nate fucking St. Germain sitting by the side of the road reading a newspaper. <sighs> no, he's not reading a newspaper. Oh, okay. No, there's some other dude who's reading a newspaper and the headline on the front of the newspaper is about Garrett's trials like days away. Right. And Nate is watching this. He's looking at the newspaper and just like looking hard. You know, yeah. he's so mad at that newspaper headline. Ooh, fuck you, newspaper. Fuck yeah. you, print media. Yeah. Um. So Emily rolls up on her bike and she's just like, hi. Which and she borrowed from Paige. Of course. She tried to call him a few times and he's like, yeah, you did, girl. Ooh. And he says, she mentions like, oh, this I borrowed this bike from Paige. And he says, I bet she doesn't look as good as you taking those corners. And Emily's just like, ugh, like, look. This is not the only throw up in Emily's mouth that she'll experience. Yeah. Seeing it. So he's like, I hope you haven't eaten yet. You want to grab a slice? First of all, who says that? Nate St. Germain says who that. Who says, do you want to grab a Who refers to it as a slice? Oh, and he's totally not picking up on any of the, like, Emily's vibes here. Because first she's just like, she wants to talk, but then he cuts her off and, you know, wants to go get food. And then she's like, uh, I'm not hungry, but I'll walk with you. And so he immediately starts going on and on about how, like, we should go to Philly later and see a movie and, like, you know, maybe go to this one place. And he's he's got his arm around her now, and mm-hmm. they're walking and talking. He's, like, totally oblivious to her, like, creeped out body language. I think he's just really thinking that if he's just going to propel it yeah, enough that she eventually she'll just succumb to his quote-unquote charm. Yeah, he's just going to play it like it's inevitable or something. Creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a little more comfortable and closer than is actually the case. So eventually she's just like, hey, buddy, slow, slow down. down. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I just thought we could spend time together outside this town. And she's like, why don't we keep this on a friendship level? And he's immediately like, what about the other night? Emily doesn't regret it, but it doesn't change things. And then Nate turns into a big dick and he says, wow, you and Maya really did have a lot in common, didn't you? She always used to say she was being spontaneous, but really she was just being reckless. And well, so yeah, Emily starts yeah. to defend herself as, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not reckless. And he's just like, just stop right there. Yeah. I can remember Maya, like, sitting in my car on her phone, giving that same speech to about 20 guys. And Emily's just like, ew, like, we'll talk later, and, like, bails. Yeah. And Nate finally kind of realizes what a huge tool he's been. And he's just like, wait, Emily. And she's like, sorry, not now. Yeah. And he's just like, ah. And he foiled again. Yeah. Pedal away like a creep. So, for the fact that he's Maya's cousin, he sure as shit comes off like her ex-boyfriend. Um, so then we cut to, like, a children's first grade classroom in Wilmington. Mm-hmm. We'll find out later it's Wilmington. But uh, there's Aria. Arya walks in to greet the teacher. 
if there's anybody who more belongs in this setting, it's Arya. She takes a deep breath, walks inside, and the teacher comes running over to her and yells, You must be Amy. <laughs> Arya's undercover. Not as Anita this time, but as Amy. This um, is, this is Maggie. This is Larissa Oyanik. Clarissa explains all, y'all. Yeah. I was going to say it's Mrs. Cosgrove, but sure. That's right. It's Mrs. Cosgrove, too. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also the, you know, the little sister from 10 Things I Hate About You. Indeed. She's older. Her hair is shor- shorter. She has her, short hair and crazy eyes. She Her face seems larger and slightly more terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, Arya is just like, oh, are you Maggie? Um, so basically, Arya's apparently lied her way through the situation and said that she's a student teacher. I guess that we know that Ezra has a thing for like big, crazy eyes. Like, yeah, like crazy face anime girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Arya's pretending to be interested in teaching, and Maggie's just like, oh, are you a graduate student, undergrad? Arya's an undergrad, and Maggie's like, of course, you're so young. Yeah. So Maggie leads Arya into, like, the chaos that is a first-grade classroom, and Arya's just kind of like, her face is just kind of like, well, I'm doing this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is happening. Yeah. Um, so Meanwhile... We're at em- school. This is the second time where Emily comes up to Spencer at her locker. I really think this is after school, but there's a shit ton of people in this hallway. Who even knows? Yeah, uh, really. But let's see where are we at. Emily's so, Emily's talking about the Nate Saint Germain thing, and she's she's like, "Oh, I'm worried I might have let him on." Like, no, you didn't, Emily. Well, no. So so Emily walks up to Spencer, and the very first thing that Spencer says is, "I've been looking for you. Where have you been?" Mm-hmm. So Emily starts to talk about Nate, and for a minute, Spencer's face is just like, who? This has nothing to do with Spencer's yeah. like, assumptions. Shut, shut this down, Emily. Um, and so Emily, of course, segues nicely for Spencer that, you know, I think I let him on, but I, I made it clear that I'm dating Paige. She's made it clear she's dating Paige, shit show McCullers. <laughs> and so, Spencer's like, we need to talk about that. Well, Emily's just like, what do you want to talk about? And so Spencer does that thing. It you see in soap operas where she like takes the person by the arm and leads them away from where they were standing, even though mm-hmm. there's no reason to do so. Like you're going to either like take them into your confidence or now feel their head with like uh, manipulative queries. Um, so Spencer is just sometimes like, you just need to walk and talk. Yeah, it's, well, like it's like but the thing where like you take them around the arm, like you have to escort them into this this thing, this mm-hmm. thing we're going to talk about. And so Spencer's like, has hey, Paige ever mentioned her history with Allison? And because, you know, they're kind of like at war and Emily's just like, who told you this? And Spencer says, Cece. And Emily's face is just like that fucking cunt. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and Spencer says, but as soon as she told me Allie's nickname for Paige, it clicked. And Emily is just like, look, like, forget it, you know. But Spencer doesn't want to let it go. Emily's like, well, I want to know why we're suddenly trusting Cece. Right. And Spencer says, you've been dating this girl on and off for a year. You don't think it's a little odd that she never brought it up? Emily says, uh, I have this all written down. This is so Allison. Pitting them against each yeah, other. Yeah, she says, I, I think it's, uh, it's watching history repeat itself. Allison loved putting us against one another. And and now Cece swoops in, and then Spencer cuts in and says, This isn't about Cece, okay? A friend of ours had an ongoing feud with someone we both know has a bit of a dark side. <laughs> Emily says, like, excuse, excuse me? And Spencer says, I'm not accusing Paige of anything. But let's not forget, Emily. This girl once tried to drown you. I don't think that was a love dunk. Um, Emily's like super pissed now. Well, she's just like, hey, 
Paige had a lot of shit going on in her life back then. Mm-hmm. And so Spencer's like, well, she almost kicked you off the swim team. You know, I love that. Like, I'm not accusing her of anything. I'm not calling her a snake. But. And so Emily is just basically like, are you finished? Because I am. Yeah. Emily is about to have like an Aria size megaton explosion in this hallway. Mm-hmm. Are you finished? Because I am. Um, and and so Spencer's Spencer- just like, blast. That didn't go well. Yeah. Well, Spencer's like, how did this moment get away from me? Yeah. yeah As usual, is- I've unloaded all of my shit at once on somebody, and it didn't pan out the way I wanted it to. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, why aren't people immediately on my assumptions when I am? Mm-hmm. Um, the whole time, like, there's a nice little thing where they keep, like, cutting to, like, the POV. The camera's, like, around the corner, kind of peeking. Yeah. Like, somebody's watching them from the girls' locker room. Um. So then we cut out to outside in front of the school. What is this area where people sometimes sit, you know, right there by the stairs? Well, it's like the entryway to the school. But there's like there's like uh, a little like perch. Well, it's like a uh, right by the banister. I'm sure there's an architectural name. It's like right as the railing ends on like this kind of uh, just like you know big cement you know flat area. You will frequently see people on the show, and we mean named characters, not boring. Well, it's extras. one of Jenna's things, favorite places to hang out. Yeah, just sit there and like chew on things and like mm-hmm. stare at people judgmentally as they walk and, past. And, and that's where she is now, eating cherries one by one and setting the pits and stems next to her. She is wearing a black dress with a leopard print belt, and she has her giant sunglasses on her head. She also has polka dot nails on she her in her hair. They're not on her face. Yeah. Right, right. They're like in her hair. She's basically wearing, like, one of the most normal outfits that you could steal from Arya's closet, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Hannah walks up. She wants a chat. And I love the way Jenna just, like, looks at her with a cherry in her mouth and, like, yanks a stem out and, like, starts chewing. Like, it's such, like, a great bitchy move. So Hannah's like, so, anyway, you remember those videos that Allison threatened you with? You know, the ones that featured you and Toby? <laughs> you know, the you ones know. where you raped Toby. Wink, wink. Yeah. And Jenna's just like, why is this being dredged up? And she's like, well, the cops might have them soon, just FYI. Sorry. Yeah, she's like, what's found at the church? And Jenna's like, found? Mm-hmm. And Hannah's like, look, this isn't our fault, so don't punish us. Yeah. And I like how Jenna, she pulls the sunglasses back on. Well, she's like cutting Hannah off from the view of her eyes. Mm-hmm. And so sunglasses go on and she's just like, well, we'll just well, have to see how things turn out. Well, she's so stone faced about it all. And so Hannah's just like, are you hearing what I'm telling you? And Jenna's just like, I have never had a problem with my ears, Hannah. Mm-hmm. There's so much bitch face right here. <laughs> so Hannah's just like, whatever. Like, I've tried to make peace with you. I'm leaving. So as she's walking away, uh, Nate St. Germain like parks his Jeep and gets out and like runs up to Hannah because he's, well, he he's looking for Emily. Hannah! Yeah. And Hannah's like, uh, yeah, she's a swim practice. And he says, I'm kind of lost here. Emily and I were in this groove. And suddenly she just pink slipped me. And Hannah just like, she rolls her eyes. She finally looks up and makes eye contact. She's so grossed out by this guy. And she says, um, Nate, she's gay. She dated your cousin. And he says, yeah, I know. I figured it was about the person, not the equipment. Mine was pretty fluid. Which, ugh, God, Nate, you're just, everything you say makes you worse than you were before. Yeah. And that's, that's quite a feat. Yeah. That's impressive. And it's like, look, I don't know what Emily told you, but she doesn't play games like Unlike some people. some people, yeah. It looks over at Jenna thing. 
Uh, which is probably a mistake on Hannah's part. Like, I would have just gotten the fuck out of there. Well, here's the thing about Hannah in this scene. Hannah is trying to leave this scene like a like a soap opera diva. Yeah. And all of her moves are backfiring <laughs> on her. Because this is normally where, like, Susan Lucci would exit, like, stage left. Yeah. But, no, Nate has to look past and be like, is that Jenna? Oh, yeah. One moment she's all up in your face, and the next she's, like, looking right through you. So, so, for <laughs> Remember Hannah? Hannah accidentally lets it slip that Jenna was pretending to be blind for a while. Yeah, she throws out a Helen Keller reference. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Hannah then regrets that because she just said this out loud to this asshole. And um, again, this is Hannah. She's, like, she's trying to like drop a bitchy line and then leave. But Nate St. Germain is the bigger bitch this day. Mm-hmm. He immediately flies off the handle of like, what? She was faking being blind? And so, in the background, Jenna has like picked up her shit, and she's like walking to your car. Or car horn. And Nate's yeah. like yelling at her. He's just like, "Don't pretend you don't see me. I know you saw me." Yeah. And Jenna finally looks up and glares at him. And Hannah is like watching this, just like, "Ugh, like Emily, who the fuck are your friends?" Jenna doesn't just glare at him. Okay, she gives him basically visually the unforgivable curse. I mean, mm-hmm. she goes straight Avada Kedavra, like on his creepy ass. Um, yeah, it's a stone-faced Sarah, even through the sunglasses. Yeah, and like and Hannah's like looking at Nate, like like she has no sympathy for this creepy weirdo. Mm-hmm. Um. So meanwhile, uh, back in Maggie's classroom, Amy and Maggie, yeah, are having a little chat. Uh, Amy would like to teach first grade. She likes this age. It makes her feel taller. Yeah. Lol. Yeah. Um. They're surrounded by kids who are just off doing like kid shit everywhere. Um, so at one point, Maggie's talking, Arya looks over, quickly checking her hands to see if there's a ring, and there's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arya, she's kind of like, this is some really clumsy fishing. She says she's not sure whether she wants to live somewhere urban or in the suburbs. Uh, depends on which one has a better dating scene, basically, is what she's saying. Yeah, yeah. And Maggie's just like, uh, well, you'd be surprised. I'm getting laid, basically, is what she's saying. Yeah. She says, I've done fine, but I, th- I think we know what that means. Right, right, right. Um, then some kid comes up and asks Maggie if he can have a play date with Brian. And Maggie says no to this micro-sized Malcolm character. This is also, by the way, the first Malcolm. Yeah. There will be other Malcolms. I just want to point out before we get to this next detail, the uh, the Television Without Pity recap for this episode is hilarious. Mm. Like he's just like like in in this part he's just like Maggie says that's a weird question but yeah I get laid on the reg. <laughs> uh, Arya thinks it's cute that these kids ask Maggie for permission to do everything, and Maggie is just like, oh, uh, info dump. This is a special case since Malcolm here is my son. And, and then Arya's like, Arya's face like vomits basically. Well, it's like an oh shit vomit face, <laughs> which Maggie mistakes for doing the math and realizing that oh yeah maggie was a teen mom before it was a reality show industry <laughs> aria seriously looks like she's about to excuse herself and like projectile vomit i wanted aria just to be like i just pooped because <laughs> yeah if you can do the math this kid's old enough to be ezra's son yeah 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 so aria just keeps like staring over at malcolm like she needs to like dunk this kid like he's a witch. like she's just seen a ghost yeah yeah and maggie's just like jesus like it's not that bad so what i was a teen mom god quit judging me or, or they could have gone a whole other direction where maggie's like look i know that kid's the same height as you you can't date him mm-hmm. 
Um, so Spencer and Cece, meanwhile, are outside Cece's shop unloading the delivery truck. Spencer's got her cell phone out, and she's saying, she's giving the update that is unavailable. They haven't heard from Hannah yet. And then Cece's like, well, thank God for Emily. And Spencer's like, eh, not so fast. Yeah, Emily might kind of hate me right now. Yeah. And Cece's like, don't tell me she's stitching us her pigskin. I need bodies. Yeah. Um, but, and Cece immediately intuits that uh, Spencer brought up the Alley Page stuff to Emily. Bad yeah. news, Spencer. Yeah. And Spencer says, well, what were they fighting about? And Cece says, Emily. Well, she leans in with crazy eyes mm-hmm. and says, Emily. With, like, glee in her eye. Yeah. So, Ellie and flashback. Page. Ellie and Page fighting over Emily. Flashback. Flashback. CC oh. has a convertible VW bug. Yeah. Parked yeah, on the side of the road. That, that, time. that one strip of downtown Rosewood. Mm-hmm. Allie and CC are in this bug. They're laughing. Uh, Allie says that she snuck into Emily's room and stole some of her stationery. Which, what does Emily live in like a Wes Anderson movie or something? <laughs> From the desk of Emily Fields. Yeah. Emily <laughs> Jean Fields, yeah. Um, so she wrote Pigskin a super steamy love note. And she she's right then uh, clarifies, think moist. <laughs> I love the detail that as this story's happening and like like Cece's listening. Mm-hmm. Want, r- reminder, Cece's at least a few years older. I mean, even in this flashback scene scene, she's gotta be like twenty or something, right? I mean I don't I don't think Allison has a car at this point. Yeah, no. so they're sharing lip gloss though, which I think is yeah. like a girl friend's detail. Or friends who are girls detail. Um so basically, Allison, as Emily, wrote to Pigskin, I'm dating this guy, but I'm having seriously hot fantasies about you. Mm-hmm. So Cece's like, well, what happens if blah, blah, blah? And so Allison, as Emily, to Pigskin said, don't write me or text me about this because my boyfriend is suspicious. <laughs> I guess Cece says, mama's proud. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So Cece's just like, and we even have a boyfriend, and like, Allison almost like straight up like guffaws. Mm-hmm. Just then, Pigskin rides by on her bike. Yeah, and Allie's like, get down. Like, Allie seems genuinely nervous right now, because uh, Paige rolls up on her bike. Uh, and well, Cece's like, she's like, why? She doesn't even know me. Which yeah. recalled, I believe, the very first episode of this season where, uh, uh, Ari and Hannah are in the car, and they both have to get down when Lucas. Oh yeah, by yeah, yeah. So Paige gets off her bike and she walks up to like this kind of like sandwich board sign, mm-hmm. uh, and starts like putting a uh, like a letter up underneath the sign. And it turns out Allie is told like through the this like fake steamy letter from Emily to Paige. She's told Paige, you know, to like if if she feels the same way, like drop off a reply under this sign here. Right. And so Paige showed up to do that. Paige is wearing like a polo short and like short khaki shorts or something. Did you find yourself like not like looking at her thighs for scales or whatever the hell we're supposed to be looking for? Whatever the poking below the equator is? I assume you're on her inner thighs. I don't know. Uh, she's wearing shorts. So I would think mm-hmm. that's been taken care of. I mean, I wouldn't go yeah. out in public with shorts if I have shit on my legs, but whatever. Um, Yeah, so... Paige, you know, she puts her her correspondence under there and starts to walk away like she's just under dead drop for the CIA. Yeah, but Allie has gotten out of the car now and is walking up, and it's it's good timing where like Allie walks straight over the sign, and Paige looks back and kind of realizes too late 
that Allie's making a beeline for the note. Oh, she's and like, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, she's like, no, no, like, yeah, too late, Paige. Like, Allie's there. She grabs a note. And well, so Allison immediately jumps in with, want me to go ahead and deliver this to Emily? I uh, might as well, since I'm the one who wrote that note. Yeah, I've got the dialogue here. Okay, yeah. uh, should I open it, or should I just forward it to Daddy? Is he still the deacon at the church? And Paige says, give it to me. And Allie says, why should I? I'd much rather watch your daddy blow up when he found out you want to slip. And then Paige says, give it to me. Like she totally yells. And Allie says, think again, pigskin. I own you now. Love that line. Yeah, so Allison storms back to Cece's car. Cece has this like crazy approval glee face <laughs> on. Like she's just eating this shit up with a spoon. Mm-hmm. Paige is staring at them like a homicidal nut job. I mean, right now, literally, Allison is Dr. Frankenstein and Paige is her monster. Yeah. Um, so Allison gets into the car and she tells Cece to drive, but Cece doesn't like hop too fast enough. Mm-hmm. And Allison, like, the, like, there's panic in her voice, like the the tough bitch facade. She is seems well when Allison was walking away from Paige, the, her face was kind of going through various emotions, like she was genuinely scared. Right. But yeah, and Allie's just like drive, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know they're. There's a segment of the fans out there for the show who love Paige, and they they all hate Allie. I I'm just in the other camp. I love Allie. Like, I I love how monstrous she is because I feel like underneath it all, she's doing it all for a reason. You know, right, right. Well, I mean, if you can find, and all this shit that that Paige shit show McCullers has done, if for some reason you can find a way that she's redeeming or you value her or whatever. Like I, there, I feel like there's you. Sh- you're not looking hard enough at Allison. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you're exactly. Applying, you're applying love and understanding to a character who doesn't deserve it. But like, why aren't you doing it to another character who clearly de- deserves it and has earned it more? Yeah. Um. So basically, end the flashback. Spencer asks Cece what she thinks Allison did with that note. And Cece's like, eh, probably nothing. Yeah, probably nothing. And she says, you know, I think she was actually scared of uh, of Paige there. She's like, she'd never admit this, but I think Allison was actually scared of that girl. Anyway, does wool make you itchy? And she like, pushes some box in her hands. Like, more, more wheels turning in Hastings' head right now. Well, especially she's going to explode in five different directions. What I what I want is like later that night when Cece goes home, she's just like, I wonder if I just stirred the shit a bit. <laughs> hmm. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, so in Emily's bedroom, a nice little scene or, or set up there where Emily and Paige are on the bed. Emily's like reading her book. Emily's reading a book called The Pirate's Daughter and a King's Ransom by K.L. Oh, Perry. I did a mini bit of research as we were watching this episode for our notes. Uh, apparently, K.L. Perry is one of those authors who writes shitty pirate daughter books um, and self-publishes them. The reviews that I quickly found in a Google image search were the typical shit show reviews of this kind of thing, where they can't help but notice that there's nothing but like typos everywhere because it's self-published. Yeah, well, and you're not that's what author. editors are for. Well, like, how the fuck did this end up in the PLL episode? I don't know. I really want to know, like, like what is the connection between like the writers or whoever and this author, K.L. Perry? Maybe one of them's friends with her or something. Yeah, um, um, yeah. Paige is like doing homework or something. Listen to the music reads. on her headphones. Yeah. Um, so Emily's asking her some questions. Paige can't hear, her, so Emily, you know, pulls the headphones off Paige and says, "You know, remember on one of our first dates when you asked if I like bold women?" <laughs> and she's like, uh, "You mentioned." She basically like says, 
you mentioned Allie that one time. I was wondering how you knew her. And Paige is like, I didn't. I just knew of her. Yeah. And so Emily kind of, she mentions Spencer. She's like, well, Spencer, you know, thought that she did. And Paige immediately is just like, why are your friends talking about me instead of to me? Yeah. So just like that. Yeah, exactly. And Emily's like, never mind. And then Paige, the like true like psycho, you know, boyfriend slash girlfriend move here. It says, has it ever occurred to you that maybe it's your friends you should be questioning? And she points out that Emily was the only one who got drugged that night, even though she's hanging out with her friends. And Emily's just like, look, bitch, like the liars are above reproach. She's like, my friends didn't drug me. Shut Mm -hmm. it down. Um, You know, she's like, well, Mona pretended to be your friend for like a year. And she turned out to be a mutant. And Emily's just like, Mona was never my friend. And I trust these girls with my life. So Paige has now got the message that she's not going to win that way. So she switches tactics and is like, fine, well, maybe I need to spend more time with them. Well, like, if I could if I could quote literally the look on Emily's face, it's like, great. Everyone in my life is an asshole. <laughs> so meanwhile, speaking of that, at Ezra's place, Ari has a giant cake box and a huge sneaky face on her. On her she's face. like she's twisting up her face as she's like getting ready to tell Ezra that he has a kid. Uh, and then somebody walks in, and she turns around well, like she's no, hold ready. On, hold on, hold on. Clearly, oh. Arya has has got keys. Mm-hmm. She's let herself in while oh, yeah. in the bathroom taking a shower or dropping a deuce or whatever. She's waiting for him to come out. The door opens, and instead of Ezra walking out, it's Wes. Yeah, and Wes is just there to drop off a present. And there's a wide shot where we see that Arya is basically wearing like 12 inch wedges. Mm-hmm. Arya, she still looks very haunted. You know, and and she wants to know why Wes ever told her about Maggie. And he's like, I just assumed you knew, like, I wasn't trying to mess with your head or anything. And Arya's like, anytime someone tells you I wasn't trying to mess with your head, they probably are. Yeah. Arya says, like, well, like, I saw her, you know, and I had to know that she was okay. And Wesley's just like, what the hell's wrong with you? You know? Yeah. And Arya's like, yeah, she has this kid who kind of looks like that picture of young Ezra over there on the nightstand. Young Ezra in the kayak. Yeah. And Wesley kind of finally gets it. He's like, oh, shit. You know. Ezra's a kid out there. Yeah. Um, and he says, he, he says, uh, well, you know, maybe she just felt threatened by you. And Arya's like, no, she didn't know who I was. Well, but Arya basically says, no, no, no. It's cool. I did this thing where I lied, mm-hmm. which is what I usually do to cover my ass, and it always works. It never fails. Never, so, ever. You know, right? Yeah. So, in a dressing room, meanwhile. Well, so so now they're wondering why uh, she never told Ezra that she had a, his kid, you know? Right. Yeah. In the dressing room, Spencer is texting Hannah. This is at the trunk show thing. Spencer's texting Hannah to say that they need to talk about Paige. The trunk show, we can talk about Paige, don't tell Emily. The trunk show, which is at, like, uh, uh, CC's store, mm-hmm. or retail store, yeah. Yeah, CC's outside saying, like, they're, like, missing a box, or she has to go, like, talk to the guy at the truck before he leaves. And so CC leaves, and Spencer starts to undress, and silently behind her, the door locks. Pretty creepy shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so Spencer looks over to her phone because her text failed. And so she tries again, but it's, like, still failing. Like, she's got no service right now. Uh, and by now, she's, like, just in, like, a... Like a slip? Like a slip, basically, yeah. You right there? Yeah, sorry about that. Hmm. So she hears a noise in a box behind her, looks looks over, doesn't see anything. And so 
turns back to, you know, getting undressed some more, and while her back is turned, a snake slithers out of the box of clothes behind her. Yeah. A fucking snake, just like a black snake. Yeah. Uh, and then Spitzer, like, hears, like, a hiss, turns around and, like, loses her shit. Yeah. Um, and just starts screaming, and, like, she grabs a door, the door won't open, she's banging on it, she's calling for help, and then we, like, cut to outside, hallway's empty. The hallway t- that contains the... Oh, let's talk about this hallway. Yeah. That's a giant fucking Buddha. Like a like a six foot wide and tall like Buddha statue. Something that you would buy at a garage sale selling like leftover set dressing from like Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. It's fucking massive. And then the walls are painted pink, but then in like in weird fonts, like different fonts all over the wall. There's like weird shit. I wrote down some of the like writing that's on the walls. Oh, what does it say? One of them says only me. Okay. Another says sassy. Uh, one says like a woman. Okay. Uh, another one says broken. One this says. Is, this one is says my favorite shop. X equals X. And lastly, one says just shaved. <laughs> that's just like the like the kind of like word art that's on the walls at this place. Can I just say, eat a dick, J.C. Penny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. This is my new favorite store. So Spencer's Spencer's just like shrieking, and then like cut to you outside. Cece's talking to like the truck guy, like totally oblivious. You know, she's not hearing. It's a nice sh- kind of shot where they're just like, oh, by the way, Spencer, helpless. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the slip though, especially on Trying Balsari with her long legs, it makes her look so much more vulnerable. You know, she's yeah, like, she's like barefooted. You know, she's like trying to like press up against this door. The snake is just like lunging at her and snarling at her. Although apparently that was a real snake, and Troyan had like no problems with it at all. Like there's pictures online where she's just like playing with it and draping it over. Oh, her. I, I believe I full well believe that in real life Troyan Belisario speaks parcel tongue. Oh yeah, that would not shock me in the slightest. Um, suddenly the door of the dressing room opens. Spencer just like collapses into the hallway. It's Cece who saves her. Cece who, <laughs> who like almost like nonchalantly grabs a mannequin leg. And, and then beats the snake, snake to death. To death. Yeah. <laughs> Cece Drake's just got a mannequin leg, beating a snake to death with it. And Spencer, like, the look on her face is just, like, can't even. Yeah. Uh, Cece Drake, whatever you else want to say about her, resourceful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, meanwhile, in Hannah's room, this is well, later. Yeah, cut to Spencer talking to Hannah in Hannah's room. Yeah, she's apparently just told her the tale. And so, Hannah's just like, was it alive? Was it crawling? Well, the the best was part is by text as back, as Hannah's acting as Hannah's asking those questions, she's pulling her legs up onto the chair she's yeah. in, like she like the snake is right there in the room. Yeah, so Spencer's like, get off the blind girl train, like Hannah. Spencer is now one hundred and fifty percent on this page thing. Yeah, because she Spencer says she specifically used the word snake earlier when she's talking to Emily she's about like, Paige. I literally called her a snake. Yeah, and now she's being attacked by snakes. Like QED, obviously Paige is a. I think that there's a part of Spencer who she's the perfect like you know foe for a because it's like she she has to respect the, mm-hmm. some of, some of the artfulness. Yeah, she gets gay. all the references. She's like, well done, A. You terrified the fucking shit out of me, but you did it, you know, so, cl- it's like, so, like, artistically. Yeah. Um, so Hannah says, Paige is not after us. She's in love with one of her friends. And Spencer says, she was with Emily that night and never mentioned it until Emily brought it up. Yeah. And Spencer's like, we need to go look at that security footage again. I think it was a girl's shadow that grabbed Maya that night. 
Uh, and so basically it's like we're, we're putting pages A, we're putting that together, we're putting pages the murder together. Paige has been obsessed with Emily for years. She was jealous of Allie. She was jealous of Maya. She hated them. She probably hates us. Phone starts ringing. Who is that? Is that Ren? Yeah. Spencer is manic and insane. Well, she's she's on point. She immediately switches tacks from the, the Paige's A train. Is that Ren calling you right now? Yeah. Um. So Hannah checks it and she's like, it's Emily. And so Spencer jumps up. She wants the phone. Give it to me. We don't know what we're going to say to her. <laughs> And Hannah's like, I'm going to say hi. <laughs> uh, Hannah's going to answer because apparently Emily, I don't know if she texted her or what, but Emily needed to talk to her about that knife they found in Maya's bag. Right. And so Hannah answers and says, please tell me it's not rusty. Yeah. And Emily's like, no, actually, it's missing. I can't find it. Um, and Hannah's like, well, it was in the bag. And it's like, well, it's not here. And Emily searched everywhere. She looked under her bed. Somebody must have broken in and taken the knife. That that LJ knife, the one with the LJ initials on it. Right. Um, so, but I, I think it's interesting. Emily keeps she she wants to keep pushing for this theory that it just fell when yeah. they were leaving the cabin because I don't think she needs anything more to go like wrong or weird or sideways in her home and or if, her sphere. And of course, Hannah's like Ace stole the knife. Yeah. And then yeah. Spencer's like, or Paige did. Yeah, Spencer's like, A may also go by the name Paige. Mm -hmm. Why would you sneak into Emily's home when you're invited into Emily's home? Like and a vampire. Hannah, Hannah does basically the same thing that Ashley did, we talked about earlier in this episode, where mm -hmm. she just kind of like, hmm, let me like dominate the screen while I ponder all this information and we go to commercial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so meanwhile, in Ezra's apartment. Ari and Wesley are setting up for Ezra's birthday party. There's putting banners. like flowers out and banners. Arya's still freaking out about how she's going to tell Ezra. And so Wesley offers to tell Ezra for her. And I'm just how saying, noble of you, Wesley. Yeah, I'm just saying, ladies, normally don't make flowers a recurring motif to your, your boyfriend's birthday. Hey, you don't know Ezra, Ezra, man. Unless it's Ezra, I guess. Yeah. I guess. So Wesley's offered to tell Ezra for her, but she's like, no, like Maggie's going to remember that it was me and not you. You know, when Maggie describes you as a petite co-ed named Amy, question mark. And Wes is kind of like, oh, right. Well, mm -hmm. so then Wes comes back. Well, I could be like moral support. I could hang around, and be moral support for you. And Arya's just like, no. then Arya starts to cry because she, she needs to dominate the drama here. Yeah. yeah. And Wesley's just like, look, this doesn't change anything. But, you know, of course it does. And Arya's never had to deal with anything like this before. Well, she points out to Wes you and I were learning fractions when this kid was born. Hmm. And Wes is like, yeah, you make a good point. You're much younger than Ezra. Yeah. yeah. Um, then she gets a text, Ezra's on the way. So, time to dry those eyes. So, meanwhile, at Cece's store. Hannah and Spencer are at the shop. Hannah needs a change into her outfit, but she's, of course, very concerned about the snake situation. But Cece's like, trust me, like, animal control came by. There's no snakes. There are no nests. Spencer's just like, Ness? Like, freaking out about it. And so, uh, Hannah's supposed to go try something on it. I like how Hannah right now has the, like this tank top on with this giant raccoon face on the front. Right. Such a weird, uh, there's a nice little her. moment there where Cece pulls on a dress that'll be great for Hannah, but mm -hmm. you know, only if Hannah pins her hair up. And so Hannah starts to tell her, like, well, I got, I basically have this new haircut. I don't pin my hair up. But Cece reaches over, like, tosses her some dry shampoo and diffuses her immediately with, you're not the only one who didn't have a chance to wash her hair this morning, hun. And Hannah's just like, wait, 
What? Huh? Well, no, no, oh. you're you're leaving out the key details. She tosses her over some Trey Sim product placement shampoo. Right, right, right. But then <laughs> in the uh, in the television without pity recap, the guy says, "Sometimes you see how the sausage gets made. Sometimes it doesn't feel so good." <laughs> so then Cece turns her fashionista wizard dispenser, where she's basically like she pulls up a dress and she's like, "This length, those legs, perfect." Um, well, there's a whole thing where, like, Hannah has to avoid wearing the short dress, and so, like, she grabs the dress that was meant for Spencer because it has long legs, and she's going to go wear that. It was interesting because you have basically this new Allison surrogate who makes a comment about Spencer's long legs, mm-hmm. just like we had in the flashback. Exactly. Um, so we get mentioned that Emily is coming. We just don't know how long she'll stay. Presumably, Hannah, like, brokered that. Deal. Hannah has convinced Emily to come, but... Who knows what's going to happen once Emily and Spencer like butt heads. So Spencer suggests, I love that Spencer, who caused all of this, is like, Hannah, we need to take Emily's temperature on this whole subject. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's, I feel like Hannah's just like, yeah, I know, bitch. I'm not the one who like <laughs> burst the thermometer or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Cece finds a dress for Spencer, but Hannah takes it and darts off in the, the, not the dressing room initially, it's the hallway outside where basically the giant Buddha is. I was very confused about the blocking, but that's where she is. So, yeah, that- she's she's gonna change. Um, someone's like watching her, right? And they like enter the dressing room area, but it's just Caleb. Like they do thing where like he like somebody grabs her mouth and like pulls her back into the dressing. Well, room. Well, grabs her from behind with the yeah. hand over the mouth. Yeah, but it's, it's just Caleb. Caleb. Yeah, he's talked to Ashley. We don't know what form, but he pointed out to, that if that video or those videos get turned over the cops. Then Wilden and his buddies will be watching Hannah change the bikini over and over again on the loop. Also, one of Rosewood's finest is about to go on trial for murdering one of Hannah's friends. Quote unquote yeah. friends. Yeah. So situation isn't resolved, but at least he's kinda like slowed Ashley's role a little bit here. Well, you know? Hannah's grateful. Hannah didn't have to do this. You know, he says he did. It's basically he's what he's saying is that it's his special lady. And he's going to fucking explode if he doesn't get some. He says he they can't keep sneaking around like this because he needs to touch her. Yeah, yeah. So they start making out. They're about to do it, full on do it in this mm-hmm. uh, in this dressing room now. And then Cece kind of comes in and she's got well, she comes now outside the dressing room. She's got shoes for Hannah and she asks how the dress looks. Hannah looks at Caleb who whispers or mouths to her, "Hot." So Hannah mm-hmm. like smiles and repeats, "Hot." Yeah. And so then uh, Cece, like, holds the, the shoes over the top of the door. Caleb grabs him, which I thought yes. was a funny detail. Yeah. Uh, and then I like a little interesting mention where uh, Hannah's like, how are you going to get out of here? And he's just like, I'll sneak out the same way I came in. Like, hmm, Caleb has a way in and out of this place. Maybe he's a... Well, um, so, but Caleb, you know, is picking up from her. Like, why? Is Jenna coming to this thing? Because, mind you, that's where their their thinking is mm-hmm. and hannah's like i don't think jenna is the one we have to be afraid of anymore no and caleb's probably like well great <laughs> fuck yeah caleb's like well i can still hate her and bully her if we, if we want to so yeah like, Arya and wes they're pulling something out of the oven as ezra walks in like cool. a casserole or whatever yeah a little three-way birthday party here yeah well, ezra they're, is they're, very they're literally pulling it out together yeah they're each taking a side of the normal pan that one of them could have easily pulled out oh they are two tiny people ezra very half-heartedly is like uh the more the merrier you know yeah Uh, he admits that he called maggie uh maggie is apparently doing great 
Uh, Ezra kind of mentions all these details, like, oh, she's got her, like, graduate degree, she's teaching at this school, she's happy, blah, blah. She owns her own home, lives by herself. Yeah, no mention of the kid at all. So, clearly, uh, she didn't tell Ezra about the kid, and he doesn't know. But now he's ready to celebrate. After he takes this shower. Mm-hmm. And then, takes a lot of showers. And so, like, Wes has this, like, super mournful look on his face, like, oh, my brother's such a sap, you know? It, and Arya's just pissed that Maggie mm-hmm. lied. Yeah. So, trunk show. Emily and Paige show up. And Cece gives Emily a dress to try on. And Emily goes to do that. And Paige says, hey, Spencer. And Spencer Whoa. gives, like, the like the coldest, like, not blinking, just like, hello. Well, like, Emily walks in, and Cece is ecstatic to see her. And then Emily's like, well, I hope you don't mind that I brought a guest. And basically, everyone's eyes fall. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. There's Paige. Um... So Cece leads Emily off to try on this dress, and Paige goes over to help Spencer put rings and bracelets on hand mannequins or something. Paige wants to help, and so Spencer's like, fine, he can put some of this jewelry on these like weird mannequin hand things. And Paige is kind of using this as an opportunity to talk about how, you know, wearing this jewelry would mean I was trying to be somebody I'm not. And Spencer's like, uh, you have your own style. <laughs> A lot of innuendo, as Paige basically says, she doesn't do flashy. Her style is to fly under the radar. Yeah, she says and it's that, more of a default than a style. Right. That uh, being a family has made her more confident and that, you know, she knows that Emily's friends have had reservations about her. They all know that in the past she's acted out, but she like a fresh start. As she says this, she breaks the pinky <laughs> on the mannequin hand and Spencer has this look on her face like, Oh shit, this crazy bitch is throwing her anus in my face. She's like threatening me. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, not her ass. Yeah, I got it. Uh, and Paige says, oops, you know, but Spencer's just like, what the fuck are you, you know, like her, her face is saying, was that a threat, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so then we get a close up of Ezra blowing out his candles. (laughs) Ezra's blowing out the candles. Takes in several blows there as Arya and Wes cheer him. This is like the lamest birthday party ever. This Ugh. is so fucking sad. Yeah, Ezra doesn't make a wish because he already has everything he wants. As he, you know, puts his arm around Arya, and Wes just makes this face. It's just like, wah, like ew. Yeah, and then he insults uh, Ezra for listening to Hooting the Blowfish. Well, he's like, dude, you are getting old. We listen to like Hooting the Blowfish. So Ezra goes over to the uh, hi-fi there. Well, Ezra's got like a bunch of LPs and a record player, like. Ezra is younger than me. Like, why would he have that shit? Uh, so many questions in that same vein. Wes goes over to help Arya in the uh, the kitchen area, which is maybe an extra foot and a half away. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wes kind of his theory is that maybe Maggie is being paid by you know Mrs. Fitzgerald to keep quiet. So maybe that's why like the kid never came out. Arya's like cutting the cake. Wes is <laughs> getting the ice cream. They're pretending to you know do things while they talk about this again. This is the same thing that the show always does. Ezra should be able to hear. No, we got it. Yeah, come yeah, on. We, so, we need to hurry. We're we're going long on this yeah. one. So Ezra over at his LPs holds up a Supertramp album and says, "How do you guys feel about Supertramp?" <laughs> it's hilarious. But uh, why would Ezra have a Supertramp album? Yeah, exactly. My nose. is Ezra even old enough to know Supertramp? Mm-hmm. But in unison, Ari and Wes are like, "Who?" Yeah, and Ezra's like, "Well, that's what I thought." Mm-hmm. So Arya gives Wes his marching orders. Go talk to your mom and figure out what's going on here. Because 
if they say something now and you know there is this deal that yeah. they they're assuming that with Maggie and, and Ezra's mom Maggie might get punished and that little boy might get cut off from the gravy train mm-hmm. trunk show again Hannah apologizes to Spencer uh, she didn't think Paige would come with Emily but right. Paige has and Spencer says her plus one suddenly wants to be her BFF. She's trying to kill us with kindness before she just kills us. Yeah. Um, in the background, we see that pa- Cece has Paige basically doing what looks like stacking ashtrays or something mm-hmm. at this place, stand. I mean, it's like she might as well have asked her to watch the paint dry. Um, real quick, Paige's attire is a V-neck t-shirt, a black vest, gray shorts with like suspenders that are like hanging. Like they're not up. They're hanging down. Uh I don't know what the fuck it's it's just they're just trying to be like Paige has like negative fashion sense you know right right they could have just had her in like a shirt and jeans but no they had to go like extra hideous right Um, right so they're kind of like snooping on her from across the room and Spencer's now she's wondering if that missing knife the LJ knife if that's in Paige's bag and so Hannah is like hmm grabs like an outfit with like a like a corset or something and Walks over to Paige and is like, hey, why don't you go help Emily into this? It's a two-woman operation. And I like how, like, Spencer just kind of, like, nods. Like, she she telepathically knows what Hannah has planned as she well, holds she, that outfit she up. She kind of stands back and, like, grips the table behind her like she's just watching. Mm-hmm. Really, what Spencer's doing is she's trying to nudge Hannah into her shared madness. Oh, yeah. You know, so, but the, the two of them are really out of their element here in Grassroom Straw. This, this is not their finest hour. But, um, so... Paige bounces off to go take on this task, like happily. Hannah grabs the uh, the bag, you know, brings it over. They start going through the table. They gasp, only to stop when they hear Emily, you know, pounding her way over to them. Emily's wearing this like tight purple dress. It's very like va 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 She has heels on. I almost feel like Emily was just like, if you bitches sent Paige back to me, you're up to something. <laughs> well, because Emily. They they quickly like kind of like try to hide Paige's bag behind them and turn around as Paige is walk or as Emily's walking in and Emily has this like happy smile on her face for like one point five seconds before she realizes that like some bullshit is afoot you know right right and right. she's just like oh fucking what the what are you guys doing now you know she sees the bag and Paige walks in too and kind of like sees what's happening and. Emily's just like, we're leaving. I'm going to go change. We're out of here. You know? Well, and Paige tries to calm Emily down and she's like, do not be forgiving. You know, whatever. Yeah, don't be so forgiving. Yeah. So um, Paige just kind of like stares at Hannah and Spencer and then they all leave. So Hannah feels like shit and she's like, well, great. Now she really hates us. Emily hates us even more. And Spencer's like, Emily will get over it. We needed proof and we got it. And Spencer holds up her hand. We don't see what's in her hand. She's showing something to hannah that is apparently incriminating yeah so later outside emily's house Paige is sitting on the porch emily brings her out some tea um there's also a lot of like sitting on emily's porch and reflecting on shit this season yeah but emily is apologizing for her friends and for like cc starting this shit the first place. they never should have gone Paige is like well it was my idea and emily's like i don't even know how to apologize for them this is all cc and Paige interrupts and says no, this really started with Allison. Uh, you know, she knew Allison in more than passing. Knew her well enough to hate her guts. Allison spent most of ninth grade torturing Paige. Paige tried to handle it uh, and would push back. If Allie wanted to play dirty, and so would she. And then we like kind of enter the emotional crying monologue portion of this, where she, Paige says, but I had no idea what I was up against. She was relentless. I had nobody to turn to. 
This is how her voice sounds also. Of course. I was completely alone. Finally, it didn't matter what Allison could do to me because I was willing to do so much worse to myself. And then I thought if I disappeared forever, she would win. And I wouldn't let her win. I couldn't. So basically, Allison pushed Paige to the verge of suicide. Paige, Mm -hmm. shit show McCullers, to the verge of suicide. But she wasn't going to give Allison that satisfaction. So Paige is crying and Emily hugs her. Well, All I can say, Paige, is you come at the queen, you best not miss. Right. In the you Game know? of Thrones, you, something, something, something. You try to bully Allison, like, big big mistake. I, all, all I can say is I, I feel so proud of Allison in this scene. Yeah. Because she, she tried to step to Allie, Paige did, and Allie just destroyed her. Yeah, Allie will bite you in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the Marin kitchen, we see the flash drive on the on the foreground there in the counter, and Ashley's over by the sink. This is a great like introductory shot to this scene. Yeah, it kind of like refocuses on Ashley in the background. Well, and it lets you know all the the relevant elements of this scene. Interestingly um, enough, Ashley's drinking a glass of water, not wine. Mm-hmm. Anna asks if Ashley watched the uh, videos, and Ashley said she did, and she will take care of it. And Hannah's like, I can explain, but then Ashley just like grabs it, puts it in the garbage disposal, and turns it on. Because the Marins are all about like destroying computer equipment with like blades, or or in the sink where Hannah destroyed her phone last season. Yeah. Um. So you know, Hannah thanks her, and Ashley says it's not just her. Apparently, Mona, because remember Ashley thinks it's Mona. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Mona liked to spy on grownups too. So she says that Mona had filmed Ashley getting a ride home from Wilden after she had had a few too many drinks. Dot dot dot. Hannah says, oh, I remember. And Ashley's like, no, you only remember some of it. <laughs> so uh, we have a different opinion here. I got the impression from that that we're led to believe that something of a slightly possibly sexual nature happened between Ashley and Wilden, say, well, I circa, guess, circa the first secret. I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't necessarily mean it happened during that first secret time. It could have been another time. It doesn't really matter, but no, it doesn't. Well, yeah, it just it's presumably it's well. The funny thing is that Ian was alive and had a camera in his hand. Yeah, it it wasn't Mona doing the filming. You know, this was Ian and the NIT club, um, which it's possible Wilden had a connection to. He's a cop after all. Who Garrett's is essentially roughly the same age as, as that group that we don't. know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ashley's worried because you know she may have a future with Pastor Ted, which yuck. Um, you know who's way beneath her. But she doesn't want these videos getting out there and basically ruining that. And yeah, then so she just wants to rings. forget all of it. Yeah. Uh, and then Ted shows up. The uh, suit tie. He immediately mentions the videos. And Ashley's like, oh, they're, uh, I was well, pretty sure what they were and they were what I thought they were. He yeah. is kind of surprised that she's not more bummed about the videos, basically. Yeah, she's basically like, yeah, they, they those videos were what I thought they were. And Ted's just like, yeah, but still, I think we should take it to the cops. Like, we'll we'll stop at the police station on our way to dinner, which... Yeah. yeah. And Ashley's like, yeah, sorry, I can't do that. And he's like, why? And Hannah's just like, I destroyed them, you know? Yeah. Hannah, yeah, Hannah steps in and says, I destroyed them. You know, I didn't like what was on there, blah, blah, blah. Um, Ted looks she, very disappointed. Well, so Hannah's, like, trying to, like, take this, this burden off of Ashley. Ted gives Ashley this look, like... Like, first of all, step in and, like, you know, chastise your daughter here. And then it's, like, this kind of, like, well, geez, you can't control your slut daughter, huh? Or whatever. Uh, he would be the worst stepdad. He's very fucking disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he was really, like, this was, like, part of his date night or whatever. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, he's very shady and weird. But him and Ashley still leave for dinner. 
Meanwhile, Spencer is meeting with Arya. Who's holding the earring. Allison's earring. Well, no, this isn't Allie's earring. You may remember this as the earring that Arya put in Allie's that's right, casket. That's right. This is a, the other. She put a pair other. of them in there. They, she thought they were Meredith's earrings. So this is the other earring, the second earring. That's you know, because right. Arya only got one before. Right. And Aiden spent send this to Spencer. She found it in Paige's bag. This is what she found in Paige's bag. The the other earring, which would suggest that Paige has access to Allison's body, her bones. Paige is a you know, we have to tell him. By the way, they're they're having this conversation outside of uh, Ezra's apartment, like in in the hallway. Spencer has interrupted Arya's fucking romantic birthday weekend. Yeah. I like to imagine that if you like could cut to the other side of the door, it's Ezra and Wes. They've both got like glasses, like drinking glasses, like held up against the door, and are listening to this. They're listening to Goodbye Stranger. As, no, they're no, they're listening to this conversation, like oh, through okay. the door. As they like, they're staring at each other and being like, Allie's bones? What? I know. I, I more imagine that they're sitting on the couch or opposite each other, like listening to Goodbye Stranger by Super Tramp, like making small talk as they drink whatever beverage is here. But yeah, Spencer's basically shown up to shore up support for her theory. She wants the unified front. I think she really wants torches out. Let's go lynch this bitch. She's got to figure out how they can tell Emily. Yeah. 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 Um, so meanwhile, back on Emily's porch, this is a great scene. I love this scene. Paige and Emily are still chilling there. It's presumably after Paige has stopped the uh, the waterworks. Um, Paige is like going inside to like wash her face, and we see this cryptic shot as Emily's sitting there by herself. If somebody moving across the oh, wall. it's a really cool low angle shot, uh, like grass level, like moving, kind of tracking across the lawn. So then Emily turns over. She sees like she hears a noise or sends something. She says Jenna. And then you see the shadow, which basically Jenna then emerges out of. I, it's such well, a. It's like the silhouette, and then Jenna like steps into light. It's a it's c- totally a cool Hitch- shot. Hitchcockian shot. I mean, this is like so many Hitchcockian movies, but like Vertigo especially, which mm-hmm. is my favorite Hitchcock movie. And um, Jenna says, "I need to talk to you about your friend." Yeah. And then Jenna kind of walks closer, but then she sees there are like two mugs next to Emily, and she says, yeah. "Oh, I thought you were alone." And she like starts a back wave, but Emily's just like, "No, like what the hell." And Jenna turns around and says, be very careful about who you spend time with, Emily. Very careful. Emily steps forward as Jenna disappears. See, there's a taxi in front of Jenna's house, and bags are being like packed up into it. You know? yeah, Jenna's like leaving town or something. Yeah, so as Emily kind of stands there watching this, behind her, you know, the angle switches back to the interior of her house. We see Paige's feet come up to where Emily's phone is. This is another like horror movie shot. It reminds me of mm-hmm. specifically a shot from like Deep Red, which is a Dario Argento movie. But so Emily's phone is ringing. Paige bends down to pick it up. It's Spencer calling. And Paige hits ignore. Yeah. And Emily doesn't see any of this because she's watching Jenna thing leave. And then uh, Emily comes back and they they go inside together and. Paige just looks super shady as she's kind of walking in behind Emily. Well, she stares back as mm-hmm. Jenna's taxi drives past. Creepy. Like, like, like she's like giving like the mean mug or whatever. Creepy fucking Paige. Yeah. Is Paige the betrayer? Hashtag betrayer. We don't know. Hashtag shit show. Yeah. So a tag. A is at a jukebox, presumably at like a restaurant or something. I don't know. Picking out a song. Fix out an excellent song. It is uh, Smiling Faces Sometimes by The Undisputed Truth. With the lyrics, then... the lyrics are saying, Smiling Faces Sometimes Pretend to Be Your Friend. 
Smiling faces show no traces of the evil that lurks within. And then another A enters from the other side of the frame, and the one A gives the A key to the other A. Oh, fuck. Two A's. That's such a, like, you kind of already knew at this point that there were, like, multiple A's, or you'd guess at least. Right. But this is the first time we've actually seen it, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty much. As that, that, like, really cool song is playing, and, like, like it's like an A on each side of the frame, and, like, one hands out and drops the keys in the other's hand, you know? Right, right. Very cool. So that was Single Fright Female. So it, the next it, episode is called what? The next episode, the season 3A finale, is called The Lady Killer. I love that title for that episode. I'll, I'll have more to say about that at the end of next, uh, next week's episode. And there we have it. See you next mm-hmm. time. Until then, bye-bye.